listening to The Mindful Creative, the podcast about emotional health for creative wealth. Brought to you by Creatives for Creatives, this podcast was founded on the belief that looking after our emotional health and mindset brings us a wealth of creativity and joy in our creative pursuits. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of The Mindful Creative. So in this episode, we'll explore the idea of social comparison and how to have a growth mindset as we chat with psychologist Ellen Jackson. So Ellen's passion is to help others to be happier and more effective using the science of human flourishing. I'm going to use my own experience here in this episode with social comparison to enable Ellen to give us some tips on how to pursue our creative journey and life with a growth mindset. So if you want to connect with Ellen, you can find her at potential.com.au on Instagram at Potential Psychology. She also has a Facebook page, Potential Psychology blog. She has a number of insightful articles around the web, which you can find on her website, which is potential.com.au. And I highly recommend bookmarking a few of them for later. Welcome to the podcast, Ellen. It's great to have you. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Yeah, now law of attraction is what led me to you. So there was an article on Pro Blogger uh, that was called The Psychology of Comparison and How to Stop, which came into my inbox. Um, and I just knew it would be such a great topic to talk about on the podcast. So for anyone who's interested, I will link to the article in the show notes. Uh, so let's get started today. Um, now, Ellen is a psychologist, as I mentioned, and I'm a big fan of having a psychologist or therapist as part of my life. And I think it's contributed a lot to my mindset and creative journey because um, I think we face a lot of barriers um, when it comes to that. So before we get into the chat, though, I just wanted to chat about social comparison and if you could just touch on what that actually is uh, for a little bit for myself and also uh, for our listeners out there. Absolutely. Um, so yes, I am a psychologist. I'm, I'm not a traditional clinical or treating type psychologist. My background is largely in workplace psychology actually and in uh, increasingly what's called positive psychology. So starting to look at what helps people to flourish uh, in their lives, in their workplaces, uh, in their mindset, I suppose, uh, rather than focusing so much on trying to resolve, you know, anxiety, depression, clinical type issues. So that's, that's a great because it's kind of like a uh, preventative rather than a treatment Absolutely. perhaps. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, so it's increasing. And it's interesting because it's actually going way back to where psychology first started um, with the Greek philosophers, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago, looking at um, what makes a good life. So what makes a good life for an individual? And there was, you know, a lot of the philosophers back in those days were really interested in that question. And then psychology kind of, in the last hundred years, took a bit of a side path and started to focus on trying to fix illness. So yes, much more yes. a medical model. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and in the last 20 years, we've started to come back and look at, well, actually, what that was a really good question they were asking, you know, oh, way absolutely. back when. What does make a good life? And so starting to really pull together a lot of research and a lot of science behind what are the things that contribute to people's resilience, a positive mindset, um, being able to cope when things get difficult, but also have a sense of meaning and purpose in their life, have fantastic relationships in their life, feel productive, feel capable, uh, feel yeah. strong. So where does social sense. comparison come into that? Because I'm guessing because the word comparison in there is it's not a powerful way to feel. 
No, no, not necessarily. So social comparison, I, I wrote this article for ProBlogger for, uh, because they had had a number of people say, you know, or write to them and say, oh, I really struggle with watching what everybody else is doing, you know, seeing what other bloggers or other entrepreneurs or other writers and, and you know, creative types are doing and feeling like I'm, I'm never keeping up, I'm never doing enough, I'm never quite good enough. And for me as a psychologist, this was and part of my kind of goal as a psychologist these days is to start to give people the tools or the understanding of what psychology knows about some of these things to help people with, you know, everyday people with these sorts of challenges because this is a really everyday challenge and it doesn't matter if you're, you know, walking down the shops and admiring somebody else's outfit and saying, oh, God, I'll never look that good if I wore yes. that. That or, is a good point. Yeah, or whether it's it's you know starting a, a creative business or whatever it is, um, we we all compare ourselves all the time, and we do that because we are social animals. Uh, humans are wired up. Even the most introverted of us are wired up to interact on a regular basis with other humans. And so part of that kind of working out where we fit and, and how we interact almost at a subconscious level is this constant need for comparison. It's like a almost a feedback loop. Yeah, you know, I, I need to look around, yeah, see see what other people are doing. So we do it very innately and we mm -hmm. all do it, mm -hmm. yeah? Oh, so I sure. think part of getting past it is or getting past any negative impact that it might have on us of, of feeling bad about it or feeling down because of the comparisons we make it's just a recognition that we all do it it's a very normal human response it's about sorting out who who we are and and where we fit in our worlds um and then there's different ways in which so from a psychological point of view if we look at the theory there's different ways in which we compare ourselves so we compare ourselves upwards which is usually to people who we uh perhaps admire or perhaps yeah. who feel uh, further along a path yeah, or a journey I was towards just a goal say, that we're yeah, trying to reach. Yeah. Yep. You, it, it, I mean, you're probably going to touch on this, but my husband has said to me in the past when we talk about this that you really, I really compare myself to people who are just starting like a photography journey. Yep. So you <laughs> yep. always do it to the people who are to far much further than you. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's that's so it's called social, upward social comparison. Um, and, yeah, we all do it. We all kind of look towards. And that can be really motivating in some regards. You know, we all need role models and people to whom we can look to say, wow, you know, they're doing such fantastic stuff. That's where I want to be. That's where I want to go. So it can, that upward social comparison can be really positive and motivating. But oftentimes, because of what we have, this you know, this self-talk, the little voice in our heads oh, that's, sure, you know, yeah. is pretty self-defeating at times or can be self-defeating <laughs> at times, we look at those people and we say instead of, oh, my God, that's where I want to be, um, that's, that's my inspiration, that's my goal, I'm going to head for it, um, and it, it's all very positive, we tend to say to ourselves, oh, I can never do that, I will never do that, I will never be as good, I will never be as creative, I will never be as entrepreneurial, I will never be that person. And that's that self-talk um, that we have. So upward social comparison can also be very detrimental to our mm. well-being, our self-esteem, and just it, it makes us more passive. You know, instead of going for the goal, we allow that voice to convince us to just go, I'm defeated, I'm deflated, it's too hard. Do you think that... Because, you know, nothing is perfectly works like this. But if you were, if you could have that motivating sense or that deflating sense, you know, yep. like 
is there a 50-50 chance or an equal chance that you could have either or do we tend to just default to one of them or is it ba- personality-based? It's, yeah, look, it's, it's personality-based. So some of us are wired up to be more positive and optimistic than others and that's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a thing. We're all different. Um, and I think our innate, we do, we all have an innate, all human beings have an innate negativity bias, which is a tendency to look for threats for things that are fearful. It's, it's a survival mechanism that's wired into us. It's very important to our safety, but it's not always practical when it comes to things like these social interactions. You know, back in the day when we had to fear a saber-toothed tiger or we didn't know what was in that cave that we were about to enter, it was very important that we were wired up to look for things that might threaten us. Of course, yeah. Yeah. But these days we don't have as many physical threats in that way. We've got more what we perceive to be social or psychological threats, you know, what other people are doing, what they feel about us, how we feel about them. Um, So being aware of that negativity bias is the first step in being able to overcome it. And it's the same with the social comparison, being aware of the comparisons that you're making and making a conscious decision to say, I'm doing this because this is what I'm doing. This is, you know, what psychologists know. This is a normal behaviour. Is it helping me? Well, no, it's making me feel pretty crappy. You know, it's not getting me anywhere. Um, It's making me feel pretty negative. So what can I do? How can I think differently Mm. to... um, you know, to, to, to switch that around and just say, you know what, I'm not going to let this defeat me. Yeah, I mean, there's a quote that I came across years ago that's always stuck with me, which is a thought is just a thought and it can be changed. So Absolutely. if you have that thought about comparison that's deflating, it is possible that you could have the same thought and it be motivating. So, Absolutely. Yeah, so I want to talk about uh, growth mindset because it's, it's something, it's a bit of a buzzword that's being thrown around yes. now yes. and... I know a lot of us feel stuck uh, when we're comparing ourselves to others and we'd like to be able to pursue our journey or live our life with a different mindset. Um, Yes. So I'd just love to chat about what is a growth mindset and can you explain, you know, what that entails? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the term growth mindset actually came about from, there's a Stanford psychologist called Carol Dweck who wrote a book and I think it's actually called, it might just be called Mindset. But she'd done some research into this idea yeah, that interesting. historic, well, I don't know if it's historical, you know, a lot of us were raised with an idea that uh, when we become an adult, we're kind of finished, you know, if <laughs> we, we are who we are, our personality is what it is, our capabilities are what they are. Um, yeah, that, that you know, we, we've grown up with messages that tell us that, okay, now you're an adult, you're 19 or you're 24 or you're 34 or you're 44, um, that's that's it, that's you. And, and that's a really limiting way to think. And increasingly now we've got more and more evidence to say from neuroscience to say that, you know, our brains are actually really much more plastic than we used to think. They're much they more definitely adaptable. definitely are. Mm-hmm. And this idea of having this fixed mindset, which is what Carol Dweck referred to it as, that, you know, we're an adult and now where we are is fixed, we can't do much more, um, is really contrary to what we're starting to understand about the brain, that in fact we can continue to grow and change and adapt and learn and develop our skills and our abilities all the way through adulthood right until our very later years. So she started looking at the science behind, you know, what what is this growth mindset and how can we change it? So the essence of a growth mindset is that 
I'm not a fixed individual. So I personally am 44 going on 45. You know, I'm learning stuff every day. I'm developing my skills every day. I can learn to do new things that I've never tried before. Um, I'm a, you know, this is an ongoing journey through life of growth and development. It's not we grow as a child and develop and then we stop as an adult and that's it. So that was the essence of the growth mindset was that we can continue to learn and grow. And it's just by thinking about it slightly differently. Instead of thinking about, um, you know, I, I can't do much more, you know, I'm, I'm stuck in my business or I'll never learn how to do that or I'll never figure out how to be more entrepreneurial or be more creative. Um, it is just that mindset of flicking that switch and saying, hang on, there's absolutely no reason why I can't learn. Oh, I love that you said to develop that. New yeah. Things. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it is like any sort of skill and I always say to people with a creativity-based activity, you know, a lot of people feel like there's this end goal that you get to, mm-hmm. but yep. it's kind of like fashion and I always say like it's not finished. You just keep going on the journey, you keep learning. So yeah, yeah. I guess in who you are and what you believe and your mindset is kind of similar. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. And and it's a far more, I think, liberating way to think about your life and what you can do with it. It's empowering too, I think. Yeah, Yeah. completely. Totally. Completely. So that's the fundamentals of of what a growth mindset is versus a fixed mindset. We continue to learn. I would love to live my life with a growth mindset and it's... (laughs) Something that I feel really powerful about some days and other days I don't. So I'd love to just share a little bit of my experience with comparison, um, some recent examples, and maybe you can give give me some insight uh, as to what I could do or ways of reframing, I think is something that I... On the the fly coaching. ...try to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it it sounds a little bit like a broken record because a lot of listeners who listen to this podcast will know that Instagram comes up all the time. Mm-hmm. And if I just look at my day-to-day activities with my photography, my business, um, I do mindset business coaching. Like those are some courses that I'm enrolled in at the moment. So I watch a bit of Netflix, a little bit of TV, but I think I get my main sort of, I guess, comparison vehicle from mm-hmm. social media because um, yes. of its lots of people these days and yeah, ability. So I don't necessarily get jealous or comparison over like people traveling or people who are out partying or whatever but it seems to be that it falls into when I'm trying to do something um I want to achieve something so you know my business or creativity or you know even just keeping up with the Joneses that someone has this beautiful office or studio space and the comparison starts coming in when Mm -hmm. Is that when I don't feel like I have control over something or when I feel like I'm not achieving, I'm not necessarily sure, but it just triggers that response. Yep. yep. And we'll all have those little vulnerabilities, I suppose, the things that are little buttons for us that will get us at particular times, probably because we're not feeling, you know, we've got goals that we aspire to, perhaps, rightly or wrongly. And, you know, that self-talk somewhere and that subconscious is saying, you're not quite getting there, you're not quite getting there. And then these things pop up and just it's a very visual instant reminder of that self-talk. Yeah. Which doesn't mean it's true. It just means it's what your head's telling you. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. And it's mostly, I would say, you know, people on Instagram, we follow those really successful or beautiful accounts. So it's 
that upward social comparison. Yes. If I'm yes. remembering, but for yes. me, it takes me more more times than not to the deflating side, and mm-hmm. it's potentially when you know I'm feeling things are overwhelmed, overwhelming in my life that it's sort of like the floodgates open. You know, yep. when when things are going my way and I'm really on top of things, I'm really able to have that growth mindset, I guess, yes. or yes. have the ability to shift it. But when things get overwhelming, it's it just all turns to shit really (laughs) (laughs) yes happens to all of us (laughs) yeah okay so um I suppose the first and and I've got some tips that I can probably cover for dealing with that and Mm -hmm. I think the first tip that I would always give anyone about anything to do with change and change whether it's changing a mindset or or changing anything in our lives and often when we think about change we think about it as it's a negative thing something's going wrong therefore I need to change it but change is absolutely a positive thing. You know, change is part of a growth mindset. If you're growing, you're changing all the time. So that's True, a bit of context. Yes. And the first thing I would say is that in order to change anything, awareness is the absolute first port yep. of call. Yep. So the very fact that you're aware of this, <laughs> you're aware of the impact that it has on you, says to me that you're on the path to being able to change which is great. You know, that that's, is that's great. Really yeah. Positive I mean, thing, I would you know? say there are times where I get so caught up in it that I'm not aware, but there will be at some point where I'll pull myself back and be like, hey, what yep. are you doing? Yeah. Yep. And, and again, I mean, this is so change. One of the things about change is we know that there's a, as part of the change cycle that we all go through, we've got to have an awareness and then we've got to have, you know, propel ourselves into action. Yep. And relapse, what we call relapse, is a big part of that change <laughs> process. Yeah. So there won't be, yeah. t- you know, there will always be times where we get sucked back down that vortex or we forget I, I ne- or we get overwhelmed. For myself, at least, it's always inevitable. Like I yes. usually will find myself back in a relapse. I guess it's just you could potentially get out of that quicker the more yes, you... and you will. Yeah, practice yeah, that. you will. Okay. Absolutely. And that's what it's about. So we'll always relapse, but we can recognise the signs of relapse and get out of it, get out of that mindset really, you know, far more quickly as we go on but it's part of a process. So, you know, the other tip I tell people is don't beat yourself up if, you know, you, you're relapsing. Just accept that that's what it is and say, right, I will do better. I will do differently. I will try again tomorrow. I will get a good night's sleep. That's often going to help with overwhelm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can agree with that. Um, so awareness is, is the first thing. So being aware that this is what's happening. The second thing is asking yourself, is this helpful? Yeah. So if you find yourself looking at these pictures and you can feel those feelings coming up of, you know, and and you start to notice that self-talk of, okay, look at this beautiful office, look at my office, you know, they're so different, I'm never going to get there, all of that kind of self-talk. If you start to notice that, it's, it's drawing a line in the sand, making a conscious point and saying, is this helping me? Is it helping me to sit here and look at these pictures right now? Because if it's not, if you're finding yourself getting sucked into that upward social comparison negativity yep. that can be associated with it, then it's about making a conscious decision to do something different. Yeah, okay. switch yep. it off. Yep. Don't look at it. <laughs> switch it off. Unfollow the accounts if need be. Yeah? yeah. So a lot of change is about, and I think this is what we forget often or our perception of change is it's all about we, how we think about things. And absolutely, growth mindset, you know, all of this stuff, mindset, 
the first part, recognition, so self-awareness, recognition of what's going on is all part of it. But the bit we often forget is the doing part. So yes. we've got to think, but we've got to act. That's that's very true. And that's something I do say all the time is, especially with any time you learn something, it's amazing, but you don't achieve it unless you are in action around yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So if I grab the account and I'm sort of like something has made me feel a certain way and I say, is this helpful? And the answer is no. Yes. And I unfollow them. I do tend to stew on things potentially for much longer mm-hmm. than I should. So how yep. do I, what's the next steps of moving out, even though I know it's not helpful, but I could, I just mull over it, you know, until it okay. gets yep. worse or whatever it is. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you're on that slippery slope. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So a question for you, when you can stop yourself from going down that slippery slope, when you can actually take control of that thinking and, and avoid that rumination, what is it that you do? What helps you to stop doing that? Um, I think I know meditation has been very useful um, and mm-hmm. I have used affirmations in the past. Yep. Um, I'm just, I mean, I know it's happened recently, but I can't actually remember uh, what I did. I'm, what you did. Uh, potentially I got distracted with what else I was doing or yep. there is something that I was, was going to touch on um, based on your article was this, I love this idea that you brought up of be a racehorse. So yes. don't look at other people. So like that side yep. view, like you just want to look at where you're going and have your eyes on your yes. goals. So yes. um, since reading your article, actually, I have said that to myself a couple of times. So potentially that <laughs> was one horse. that came up. So it was like, be okay. a racehorse, yeah, yeah. you know, don't focus on what other people are doing. Yep. I've got my own goals, my own journey, my own way to look yep. at things. I just yep. need to focus on what I'm doing. Yes, absolutely. And that's a great mindset way of dealing with it. Um, and I'm glad that the articles helped. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that, you know, just be a racehorse. It helps me as well, you know, right. because you then have yeah. a, a visual idea of, you know, I'm the racehorse. I've potentially, you know, I've got my blinkers on and all I know is that I've got to get from here to my goal. And it doesn't matter what the other horses are doing. I'm not even looking at the other horses. I'm just heading my way. And so, that probably links into, you mentioned something also about, aiming for like personal bests, which I guess yes. is intertwined. Yes, yes, absolutely. So set your own, you know, and again, it's, a, it's not about, because we do, we all look to people who are further along the path than us or that we perceive to be as achieving the things that we want to achieve. We forget that there's also what we call downward social comparison, which is looking back at people who have just started. And we don't, that's that negativity bias coming in. We tend to, you know, look for the things that make us feel threatened rather than things that make us feel good so that's another strategy is to actually consciously say where have I come from yeah exactly this helps me a lot you know I I can get so frustrated with the fact that I'm not getting the stuff done that I want to get done or I'm not quite getting to my goals yet everything's taking such a long time Um, but if I just sit down and do a little review and say well okay where was I 12 months ago you know for most of us I'd say there's there's probably been considerable progress that you've made I like, many given off. I think, yeah, I like putting a timeline on it because for some of us who suffer from perfectionism, if <laughs> I look at, you know, where I started versus now, it, it just feels like such a lifetime ago. And if you feel like you're still not achieving the things that you wanted to, I don't know if it feels um, really helpful for me. So maybe yep. instead of 
looking back to something I can't necessarily connect with because it was so long ago or it could it could be like even look at where I was at the start of the year or you know 12 months absolutely and and make it really so I'm all about doing practical stuff yeah so if it means sitting down and I would do this you know say with a coaching client sit down and actually get a piece of paper and draw a timeline on it and say five years ago four years ago three years ago two years ago six months ago and actually chart where you're at and what your achievements were. So it gets mm. us, it, it moves us from that negative mindset into a more positive mindset. It starts to look at not what I haven't achieved, which is where our brains may naturally go, especially yeah. if we're inclined towards a bit of perfectionism or a bit of pessimism, you know, instead of where I haven't succeeded or all the things I haven't done, actually do a review, a conscious review of, well, these are all the things I have done and this is where I have succeeded you know, you started a podcast. That's a goal for so many people oh, that I know anyway totally. <laughs> to start a podcast yeah, and yeah. you've done it and, it, and you're doing it. Yeah, that's, um, that's for sure. So, yeah, a really practical timeline where you actually write down so you can see it really clearly and visually what you have achieved is a great way to kind of... I mean, just talking about it actually makes me inspired because I'm visual. So I see a timeline in my head and I actually yep. just have all these little visuals popping up that sort of like yeah. over this year like light bulbs this is what you've achieved you know so yeah yep. so ellen do you think that overcoming these feelings of social comparison is is part of a journey to success you know like maybe a personal success you know it makes us stronger connects with who we are our passions absolutely um i you know again with a with a growth mindset so looking at this in terms of growth mindset you know we're all on a journey to use that word we're all a work in progress and anything that we can learn and it doesn't matter if we're 25 or 45 or 65 but anything that we can learn um, like understanding our tendency to compare and and whether that's helping us or not and making conscious choice to do things differently to feel better um, is part of becoming a fitter stronger happier more flourishing individual to use the positive psychology term Mm -hmm. um you know it's it is you know and I learn stuff every day and it it makes me you know even just reflecting on how I've responded to a situation how I thought of set about a situation what's got me down perhaps or got me frustrated reflecting on that and deciding whether that's helpful and then choosing to do something differently whether it's thinking about it differently or acting differently um, makes me a better partner. It makes me a better parent. It certainly makes me a better psychologist. <laughs> um, makes me a better business owner. You know, it, it's yeah. all a journey. Which and I, is... I hope to still be doing that in, you know, when I'm 75. T- totally. And I-, I think what you just said really touched for me is that, you know, even though a big, big part of my life is photography and creativity, I also, you know, I'm a friend, I'm a wife. Um, I'm so many more things than just a photographer and I think Mm -hmm. having this mindset and being the person we want to be in all areas of our life will strengthen everything together they're not sort of isolated in itself absolutely so absolutely even if mindset I mean a, a growth mindset I guess even though it's a positive thing I think it the journey can sometimes feel otherwise but um you know if I strengthen it as a photographer, you know, I'm strengthening it as a as a friend or for someone who might be strengthening it as a mum or a wife or a husband or whatever. Yep, 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it, it can be a little cliche, but that old quote of anything that doesn't kill you makes you stronger, yeah. um, I think is actually quite a healthy way to think about this because we will all have difficult days and difficult times in our lives. But if we can choose to respond to that and say, I'm going to use this as a learning opportunity. As long as we're taking action about it. Yeah, sure. exactly. And a, a yeah. growth opportunity. Um, so, again, that mindset and I, and I will do things differently or I will do more of what I know works for me and not get bogged down in what isn't working. Um, you know, we, we do come out as stronger, happier uh, people. Great. Well, it was so great to have you today. And I really do believe in the law of attraction. And I, I just think being able to take that quote of be a racehorse has, has really done a lot for me in the last couple of weeks. I've had a very, very busy couple of weeks with things I've got going on, trying to do big things. So it's really helped me to just come back to what I'm doing. So um, I hope one- listeners can also get something out of the few um, really good one-liners that we've had in this episode today so thank you so much for your time you're very welcome I'm, I'm so glad it helps that's you know one of every every human being wants to feel helpful and that's made me <laughs> feel like I've done my bit oh great I'm, I've been helpful to you so um, that's excellent and I hope this episode does help others too great thanks so much Ellen thank you for having me I want to thank Ellen for coaching me today and perhaps even you be sure to head to the show notes for one of today's super inspiring one-liners. If you'd like to connect with Ellen, then head over to potential.com.au. That's it for this episode of The Mindful Creative. A big thanks to all the creatives who make this podcast possible. And until we meet again, my friends, thank you so much for listening.